Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and today is my 30th birthday. So in today's episode, I'm going to share some of what I've learned in my 20s. More to come on that in a moment. But first, we'll start in the same way we always do, by tuning in to the sound of the bells. Hmm. 30 years old. Still a weird thing for me to say. Although I'm not yet 30 at the time of recording this. I still have a few hours. But I'd like to share with you uh, kind of my experience moving into my 30s and some of what I've gleaned from my 20s. A lot of people have been asking me recently, what is it like to, uh, to know that you're about to turn 30? And to be honest, my knee-jerk response is, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't really feel like anything. It doesn't mean much to me. Uh, in fact, you know, in, in my line of work, uh, I've been looking forward to getting older just because <laughs> the older you are uh, and the more gray hair you have as a meditation teacher, the wiser <laughs> you're perceived. So... Uh, it's not that helpful being a 23-year-old meditation teacher, which is when I started teaching. So there's there's been a part of me along the way that has been looking forward to, uh, I don't know, growing into my teachings and allowing my teachings to evolve uh, with time and with experience and getting older. And trust me, I know there are people listening right now that are going... This guy's turning 30 and he's talking about getting older. Come on. Come back to me when you're 50 or 60 or 70. So I get it. But maybe you also remember what it was like to transition into your 30s uh, if you're already beyond that. And while it does, in some sense, it just feels like another day, another year, um, there is there is a transition I feel happening and I have been reflecting uh over the last few months on just what what have my 20s taught me and what has been the theme of of those years of my life what have they led to and what sort of understanding has come out of them i'm not going to do a 20 things i learned in my 20s type thing that might be a blog post at some other point but i i will try to riff from an embodied place of reflection of what what these years have meant to be and, and where I see the next years uh, leading. It is interesting because my whole journey into all of this started uh, just about 10 years ago, right around when I was 20. And if you've listened to the second episode of this podcast, you know it, it began from a mostly superficial place. I got into meditation uh, to impress a girl. And, you know, that is a... a punchy way to begin a story or a presentation and kind of hooks people and gets them interested. Um, it, it paints a 
a little too much of a superficial uh, image of me, I think. Because there, my entire life, at least as I can remember, and you know, from 10 years old and beyond, uh, I've been interested in deeper life questions. I remember lying on my uh, my lawn when I was like 10, looking up at the sky uh, and the stars and just realizing like how small I was in comparison to everything and just how seemingly meaningless everything was or uh, that I perceived myself to be in relationship to just the bigness of the world and the universe and you know at that time I didn't have the psychological resources to make sense of any of it so I kind of just put that aside but I was just always asking questions and always really passionate about life and understanding how to how to live well even though I don't know if I would put those words on it I the the theme that I think perhaps my family or those that knew me best growing up um, that kind of defined a lot of my early years was just like always figuring out how to squeeze as much out of life as possible. I got really excited about things, wanted to explore things, was a very curious kid and um, was very passionate and obsessive around things in a fun, positive way. Um, and so when I came to this meditation thing, yeah, it started for some superficial reasons and trying to impress a girl and all of that is true but there was something about it early on that did pique my interest it was it was this way to get closer to my human experience get closer to my mind and the mechanisms of uh, the very foundation of my life thoughts emotions sensations all of it it was like a laboratory that uh, that I could step into the meditation that is um, and and I could investigate wow what is it what is it like to be me what is it like to have a thought what is it like to have an emotion and wow you know when I when I don't fight a thought as much uh, it doesn't create as much tension for me and I can be present with an emotion without being consumed by an emotion. And I can train my attention in a way to actually be a better listener. And when when I'm communicating with someone, someone can feel that and sense that. And I can watch my mind when it goes on automatic pilot, caught up in ideas. And I could train it to be more grounded. All of this was extremely compelling to me. Because um, I... Just hadn't really been exposed to that way of navigating my life and um, uh, and exploring the the fabric of my life, the things that were creating my experience of my moments. So, come twenty years old, like that, that became the big interest. And again, you know, you know a lot of my story from episode two, but. I think this was the beginning of a much more intentional pursuit of trying to understand how to make sense of life and and how to do it uh, better, which, yes, is the theme of this podcast, getting a little better at life every day. Um, but there was a part of me of like wanting to to figure it out, to get it right to understand it, 
to not like package it up, but to to really, you know, going into Burma, that six months of silence, the intention was to go through that and then come out of it with this quality of peace that I could take with me into all of my moments. And then, you know, regardless of what was happening externally, like it wouldn't compromise my peace because it resided someplace really deep within me and it couldn't be touched. And, you know, that was, that was like, that was the idea. Um, and it was a bit of a shock coming back and seeing just how malleable the mind is. And yes, some things fundamentally shifted in me, but it was one thing to cultivate that peace within a monastery and another thing to cultivate it in, um, in the world with other people and complicated dynamics and money and having to have a, a job and teachings and grow an audience and uh, things that fuel your ego and simultaneously wanting to not fuel the ego. You know, it, it just, it got messy. And I still think a lot of my 20s were... Um, were devoted to really like understanding like how how can I do this? How can I get this right? How can I figure this thing out? Uh, make it neat, compartmentalized, and clean so that like I can replicate <laughs> something like the algorithm for life and just um, and then have it mastered in a particular way. I, that wasn't my language along the way, but this is like what I sense was probably going on beneath the surface. And then like be able to offer that to other people and teach from that place. So I did all of these trainings and, um, and was constantly reading and exploring the research. And um, I, I learned a lot. I... It was, it's been incredible. I look back on my 20s with such gratitude for the um, the people I've met along the way, the things I've been able to learn, the huge amount of privilege I've been given to, uh, to be able to pursue this work, to have the family that enabled me to pursue this work, um, and the, the people that have come to workshops and programs that have allowed me to create a business around this that has allowed me to go deeper into these teachings and studies and explorations it's just uh, I look back on it with such um, gratitude and um, I've learned so much along the way uh, and I, I do feel better equipped to kind of help people along this path of practicing human and deepening into themselves their understanding of themselves and living life a little bit better and at the same time like i'm more confused about <laughs> how to live this human life than i think i've ever been the the whole journey um has has just humbled the heck out of me every door I seem to open about of like oh here's one way to understand life better or here's another door into a corner of your humanness it just takes me into another room with 30 other doors <laughs> and then I you know I go through each of those and there's all these other doors um, and it's beautiful I love walking through each one learning something more uh, but that 
that exploration and seeing just how many dimensions there are to being a human um, has has softened me quite a bit over the years. I think back to some of the things I might have said in my early 20s starting out and shout out to those of you that were in, well, maybe my college courses when I was teaching at 2021, but especially when I first started teaching after Burma at 23 uh, for for being with me during those times. I think back to some of the things I, I was thinking and saying and the the kind of conviction I, I think I had around certain things. Um, and to watch that shift over my 20s mm, has been fun to see and, and humbling. And uh, in my teachings these days and in my exploration of living well and, and especially working with people more individually or in person, uh, all of this stuff has, uh, if anything, just helped me show up with more uh, openness and curiosity to hear um, where where this person is at or where you might be at. And uh, not to come in with answers, but to trust presence itself, the vulnerability of presence, the the not knowing of presence, the the love of presence, and the space holding of presence, and to really trust the the wisdom and understanding and clarity uh, that can come out of meeting moments with with that without an agenda of what I think should happen for this person or even for myself. Uh, but to really listen and and to hear this person, to meet them where they're at, and to just stand in their experience with them without having to take it anywhere. Because I, I don't know where to take it. I don't know how anyone could really know where to take it. Most of the time, I don't even know where to take my own experience. Mm. But the main thing I can trust is showing up for it, learning how to listen, not judging it, but bringing curiosity to it. Uh, and I trust that in relationship to another person and the, the human experience itself, coming a little closer to the, the flow of this life, meeting it where it's at, learning to blend with it hear what it has to share in this moment, what it wants to express, what it needs, and then just learning to meet that with with truth uh, and with love. Because if there's really anything that I've learned throughout this exploration in my 20s, it's that there's there's no permanent refuge to be had in any particular arrangement of moments. It's just, it's just always changing. And even if the moments don't seem to change, the mind changes in relationship to them. So I think the, the greatest thing we can do is just learn to meet each one with, with greater presence, greater openness, a willingness to to stand in our vulnerability 
in the face of the bigness of being human, the inherent complexity of it, the, the just like the desire to want to package it and make sense of it and master it, to feel like the ego really trying to get a hold on it and then soften into that with a smile and just say, can I, can I meet this moment of my life as it is? I think the 20s for me, my 20s were about pursuing wisdom. And I'm grateful for that. And I, I'll still continue to pursue wisdom. But if there's anything wisdom has taught me, is that the, the more I really understand the nature of experience, the more I can see the, the inherent suffering that there is in, in each moment. Even a moment of joy comes and it, it goes, right? So no real refuge to be had there. Um, things are constantly passing and changing. And we have these string of life experiences that come together that make everything feel really good. But always lingering beneath the surface is the potential for something, for the rug just to get pulled out from beneath us. And the closer we, we start getting to our experience, the more we see that that is what we live with in, in every single moment, every single moment. But that doesn't mean we, we live with suffering. The, the more we get to see that and connect to that reality of life, the more the, the heart opens, the more our need to control and manufacture everything kind of softens. And there's this space for a new kind of peace in our heart that comes from humility. The humility that comes from recognizing just how little in control we actually are. And the real interesting thing for me has been the closer I get to this wisdom, the more, the more connected I am to the, the pulse, the thread of life, this reality of life, the more I'm, I'm drawn into uh, connection, the desire for connection with others, with the world, the more connected I am into uh, to love. And so I've been feeling this for, uh, I'd say the last year or so, but if my 20s were about cultivating wisdom, I feel like the, the theme of my 30s will be about an exploration of connection, intimacy, community, and love. Uh, and I'm very excited to see how that unfolds and how I may be able to take some of those, uh, those learnings and, and share them with all of you and explore them in real time with all of you. So... Thank you for being here for my, my 30th birthday. It has been a, a wonderful 30 years. I'm grateful to be here at 30, to have lived this life for 30 years. I don't know how much longer it will last. I hope for a while. I really do love uh, being alive. <laughs> Okay, that sounds really dark. There's no reason for me to believe that I might be dying soon. Let me just make that clear. Uh, <laughs> but you never know. You never know. 
And so all to say is uh, uh, life has been good so far and it could change at any moment. And I'm, I'm open to meeting those moments as they come through and allowing life um, to continue to open me to all the mysteries of what it means to be human and alive in this lifetime. And it's a, it's a privilege to be in that exploration with you. And if you're wondering, what can I get Corey for his birthday? <laughs> I don't need anything. But there is one thing you could do. And that is, I would love if you spent just a, a little bit of time reflecting on how you might be able to make another person's life a little better today through an act of kindness, a gesture, a conversation, whatever. Just reflecting for a little bit what that, what that might be and then trying to put that into action today. Um, and then if you want to share with me what that was, I would love to read that message and how it might have impacted the person or how it felt for you. And for the record, uh, that person's life that you're making a little bit better, maybe it's your own. Uh, and that would be great, too. So if you do that, feel free to send me a message on uh, Instagram. I'd love, I'd love to see that. Okay. Thank you, all of you, for your practice. Thanks for uh, staying with me for a longer episode than usual. And um, it's uh, great to celebrate my birthday with you. I'll talk to you tomorrow, and until then, take care.